they come from a dying world. They drift through the universe, pushed on by the solar winds. They adapt, and they survive. The function of all life is survival. Sleep. 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 From deep space, the seed is planted. Sleep. Sleep. Terror grows. Elizabeth, wake up! Get you when you sleep! Sit up! Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It's got no detail, no character. It's unformed. All of a sudden, they're growing like parasites. Is it contagious? People are being duplicated. How do you know my name? I didn't tell you my name. I can't find anything in here that looks like a body. My side's nosebleed. It looked right at me. You're looking at it as if it was human. It was not human. Now, the classic fear begins to grow. We're being cornered. In a modern masterpiece of science fiction. They're barricading the street. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Get down! Starring Donald Sutherland, Brooke Adams, Leonard Nimoy. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. From deep space, the seed is planted. Terror grows. Hello, and it is Halloween Hump Fest. All month long, every day of the week day. Not weekends, we, we're not machines. We have to take a break sometimes. Through every weekday. It is a drop. But if Halloween had fallen on a weekday, on a weekend this month, yeah. we would have done an episode for that. Oh, one. definitely. Fortunately, that's not the case this month. It is a Tuesday. This year. That's right. And you're going to get hit with a special episode. We're going to dress up for that one. Yes, we are. We're I bring- didn't know that until right now, but I'm excited. And we're bringing <laughs> back our movie review six pack. Hell yeah. Uh, and the theme is Halloween. But this week, uh, our midweek theme is things from another world, like alien horror kind of things. And My goodness. What we're discussing here, this movie has been, has four different versions of it. And they're all pretty critically hailed, especially the one we're discussing today, which might be the most critically hailed. So you're going to say one of the more remade movies? There's four. Yeah. Basic that are basically Invasion of the Body Snatchers. There's the original from the 50s. Yeah. Which has a not-so-subtle, you know, it's the McCarthy era. I've never seen the movie, so... Right. But there is an anti-collectivist, anti-communist kind of message. Yeah. Which makes sense. Uh, and this one, uh, from 1978, the Philip Kaufman Invasion of the Body Snatchers, is probably the more well-regarded of all of them. Man. And there's also one from the early 90s called Body Snatchers that was not very popular, but apparently it's pretty good. I remember it coming out, but I don't think I saw it. And then there's one in the two, like mid to late 2000s that no one ever fucking talks about. Yeah. Regardless of how you feel about whatever they're saying, it does at least uh, indicate a period of time in American history and the way what is happening in popular culture. Totally. And, I, and I think the one that we're talking about here 
is no different. Uh, directed by Philip Kaufman in 1978, uh, written by W.D. Richter, based on the novel by Jack Finney, starring Donald Sutherland, Brooke Adams, uh. Leonard Nimoy, Jeff Goldblum, cinematography by Michael Chapman. You were digging Donald's. I have a- Total crush on Donald on Sutherland here. in this movie. I've never felt that way about him before, but it was he was doing it for me. You, in this so movie. you're like you're into some seventies Sutherland. I'm into seventies Sutherland. Well, maybe we'll throw some mash at you or something. Maybe you sit down I and mean, watch mash. That would be great. But yeah, this movie is. Um, we don't want to uh, linger too long because we we're doing so many episodes this month. We don't want to. Sure. This one feels more like like the the body snatchers, which. Uh, are coming in on a great intro where they're utilizing like plant. They look like plankton, but they're just very creative. It's actually gorgeous. It is. The opening of this film, I was like jaw dropped, honestly. I didn't know, I didn't know anything really about this. I've never seen any version. And when it started like that, I was like, this looks like a fucking gorgeous nature film. Yeah. And then when they, when you realize what's happening, and these little like goops start like expanding and growing. It just looked so cool. I don't yeah. know how they did it, but it was great. And then this movie takes place in San Francisco. Donald Sutherland and Brooke Adams work for the health department. Mm-hmm. We don't know exactly how everything got there. It's like maybe it fell into the water, into the bay, and it starts growing these little pods. It seems to rain down that attach to other plants. Yeah. And Leonard Nimoy is in this movie, and he plays this kind of pop psychologist mm-hmm. who you get is kind of a hack. Like, everything he says is not really what's going on. Yeah, and he's he very kinda, presumptive. He, like, tries to spin this whole situation into women in particular not the fa- being satisfied the with their relationships unit, and the f- not wanting, yeah, that classic family unit. Yeah. And so people are... Coming home and thinking their spouses are different, but their spouses aren't really different. What is it that you want? It's so... But it's a great little, like, shitty character. He's great in this. You know, a lot of people get their body snatched by these creatures. Well, almost everyone in the world. Explain the process of getting your body snatched. What happens? So... The pod, <laughs> yeah. th- okay, this is my assumption. This is what it seemed to happen. There has to be a pod in your vicinity. So, And they grow from these plants into these big pods. So say I'm right here and there's a pod next to me. If that pod wants to like become me, it will kind of like reach out some like hairs and attach like to me. Like it's taking your DNA or something. And I will start like dying. It'll take my DNA and clone me and it grows really quickly. The scene you get dried where you out saw and like a bunch of them growing. Yeah, you get dried out and sleepy, and eventually it takes not only it clones itself from you, which you think would be enough, but it somehow like takes your life force until you just like crumble into ashes. And I realized a little ways in yeah, that the boxes up. that people were carrying and dumping in the garbage was people. Yeah. I at first thought they were like Passing around more pods, but then you see the pods are huge later. Yeah, if you, but they were like passing around dead people. You see the dump trucks the whole throughout the movie, and when you pay They're all in on it, and when you pay attention to what's in the dump trucks, you're like, "What the fuck is it that?" It just looks like husks, like yeah. black organic matter. Ooh. Yeah, and so by the time that uh, Brooke Adams uh, is a colleague. And of Donald Sutherland's, and he's in love with her, Catherine, from the beginning. Although I gotta. She goes over to his house because she suspects something is weird with her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. 
she suspects that because the Warriors have made the playoffs. Yeah. And he's pumped about it. And the next day, he doesn't seem to care. He, he gave to, away his tickets. He gave, gives away his tickets. And, and that's all she needs to know to know that he's been replaced. Something is different inside of him. I mean, let's be real. Say we had wrestling tickets for tomorrow night. And it's, who cares what show it is? We have wrestling tickets for tomorrow night. We're going to fucking go. And you all of a sudden are wearing a suit. And then you come in and you're like, I gave the tickets away to someone at the store. Yeah. Uh, I have to go to a meeting. No, I'm not telling you where I am. <laughs> Do not wait up for Especially me. Especially weird as I don't have a job. <laughs> but that doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's just that you're going out at night and then being super weird. Like, I would also be like, this is not my husband. So she goes to Donald Sutherland's house and he doesn't. He doesn't buy it, and he keeps recommending her. But also, he's cooking this wok meal with, like, no oil in that pan. <laughs> that shit looks so dry. Donald, he's not with us anymore, but Donald, you're supposed to be flipping, be able to flip Whatever that thing and slide did, it around that wok. He did a great job, because she says later, he's an excellent cook. Sure, but she She don't, said so. Yeah, yeah, but that's, uh, you know. Listen. He did He not, was also giving her a lot of wine. He didn't, wait, I don't think, okay, I'm sorry, I said he's a dead. Is he, he not dead? He's he's not dead. Okay, he's, good. But he's 88 years old. I'm, I apologize for thinking Donald Sutherland is dead. He is not dead, so he can be a hall pass for you still if um, you need. I mean, unless I could go back in time in the 70s. 70 Sutherland? 70 Sutherland. What about his son, Kiefer? There was a time sure. when I was pretty obsessed with him. Lost Boys days, he flatliners. Has, he actually Come on. has a, you know, this is all just rumor and innu- innuendo, but he has kind of like an asshole reputation. Oh, like I would be a surprised. Total, like he's a total twat to both of be either around. one of them or both of them because I believe I've, it about I've both. Only, I've only heard it about Kiefer. Uh, I don't know about Donald. Donald's character keeps recommending her to Leonard Nimoy, and they meet up with him and Jeff Goldblum, who's like an artist, but he and his Girlfriend run like this spa bathhouse place. Yeah, that was their whole dynamic was so interesting. And he was really good in this too. Like Jeff Goldblum, this is like prime young Jeff Goldblum. And I did have this thought where I was like, did they just like put him in cocoons for like the whole 70s? Like, is that (laughs) just like what they did? But yeah, they meet Leonard Nimoy. And he, there's a woman there who's like, my husband's not my husband. And the girl's like, I understand this woman. I know what you're talking about. And he like shuts her off. He doesn't listen. No, no. He is an interrupting, mansplaining, know-it-all. And we find out later why. But he's truly like, he just came off as such a fucking jerk. Yeah, yeah. Well, he is. Yeah. And he's snatched. He got snatched. Uh, I I was kind of... It was kind of fun in my mind to imagine that he wasn't snatched and he was just going along with it because he's into it. I hoped maybe it, I thought but, maybe at but first that's not he the wasn't. Case. I that's thought not maybe the case. at first he wasn't, but yeah, now yeah. I do think that even at the book signing he was already snatched. You think he was already snatched I at think that he point? He was because he was trying to like get that woman to calm down and go with her husband, and she was obviously very upset. So I think he was trying to be like, "You two go home together now," and yeah. then like he can turn his wife. But yeah, the, but this the process, you know, as these. You know, Catherine's watch following her boyfriend as he's walking around and communing and meeting. If the the, the body snatcher, it seems more like a new agey cult in in this particular interpretation of it. 
And, but also the practical effects and the shit where they all know what's up. They see some guy getting cocooned up in the spa and they're freaking out. Yeah. And they go get, for some reason, the psychologist Leonard Nimoy and the, and the thing is gone. Yeah. But the window's open. Yeah. The window's open. And Kath, that also happened to Catherine too. So there's also the implication that Catherine has probably been cloned at, at least twice. Well, okay, here's the deal. They, you have to be asleep yeah. for it to clone you. And then you have to actually die. Like it has to complete the transition, it seems like. So if you wake up, it dies. Really? That's what I think because I because the trash compactor was outside of the spa when the window was open and that man was and the and the like clone was gone. Yeah, yeah. Later when boyfriend tries to clone the girl, Donald Sutherland rescues her, that body I'm assuming just just faded away, just withered away. So Donald is out on like this courtyard of their apartment building or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're trying to stay awake because they know they need to stay awake. But he falls asleep, mm-hmm. and then we see these pods start to open up that are that in the was garden. The coolest, and freakiest. we saw the creepiest shit come out, and it's like little like monster babies, and you get that they're starting to grow like quickly, and you see and like growing so fast, and you see that one is starting to look like. Donald Sutherland has his hair, even the little manicured mustache, like yeah. really getting him down to the detail. Oh, yeah. And then he wakes up. Catherine sees it. They freak out and he bashes the head in. That was truly like viscerally horrifying because I didn't expect it to be that graphic and like real and disturbing because we see some blood earlier and it kind of has that like way too red, like painty kind of. When he smashes those heads, it was, it was good. So they're in their apartment and they're trying not to leave. Now they're just trying to figure out who to contact for help. Oh my God. And they're calling, they even, he even has a line to the White House, but they say something to elude that they are also body snatched. So if you're calling the White House and it's done... Yeah. The game's over. There's no hope. There's no hope. He's dialing numbers and they're picking up going, hello, Mr. Bennett. We need you to calm down. Like, there's no, like, pretense. They're not even pretending. Yeah. How did you know it was me? Like, it starts. It starts like they're like, oh, yes, what's your problem? Okay, we'll have someone call you back. And then later it's like, they're just pointedly, like, saying his name. Like, we know who you are. We're listening to what you're doing. I want to watch the other. I do, too. Movies just to see. Do, because this is a movie where you realize pretty quick, no matter how hard Donald Sutherland tries, that everything is fucked. You're done. You're going to be replaced. He just doesn't is, want to admit there's no hope. Is that the theme in all the other movies, too? This is like a movie where the the the, the, the beings, the creatures, inevitably win. He sort of has this hope, which it doesn't click until the very end when he realizes they're they're moving pods away from the city by boat. And having people, like, traveling with them everywhere. He kind of has this hope that if they can just get out of town, if they can get out of California, maybe, that they'll be okay. So, Donald Sutherland and Catherine, Brooke Adams, they're basically running around all over the place. At this point, uh, Jeff Goldblum's character, Jack, yeah. he's been turned. They know that Nimoy uh, is now turned. Yeah. Nancy uh, has figured out that if she just acts kind of cold and, like, 
keeps her mannerisms and yes. not be so emotive that she can blend in with them. That's Jeff Goldblum's wife. Yeah. And which actually shows that they're not a hive mind. Because no, if it's they, like zombies. If they were a hive mind, they would instantly know who among them was not them. Yes. So that's kind of an interesting detail, you know? Mm-hmm. I actually wondered about that, too, because you'd almost, you'd almost think they could sniff it out. Because, like, at one point, they get in a cab, yeah. and the cabbie immediately calls, like, Code H, which means human. Yeah. I've got two Code H's in the <laughs> in the cab. And they get away from him. And then, you know, they, they meet up with Nancy, and this is one of the freakiest things that happens in the entire movie. Donald, throughout the movie, he knows this homeless man who's got this boxer dog. Yes. Right? So, yes. And he sees him later, and he sees that there's a pod by him, and he smushes the pod that's growing next to them. And I think there was something about that. That, like, maybe the pod kept going, even though he smushed it, it a little. Oozed, and it oozed, still, in a weird way. And so, while they're running around trying to get away, they get separated well, from Nancy. Well, they're pretending to yeah. be calm and fit in. So, they, like, have to have no emotions. And then a dog runs up. That dog. The dog and the homeless man are merged, and he's got the face on it. Y'all, a fucking dog runs up with the latex mask of this it guy. It's the creepiest and, thing in the world. And you see that, like, the, and there's, like, a little slit where the mouth is, and you see the dog's tongue, like, poke out. It is nightmare fucking fuel. Literally one of the creepiest things you could ever see. And the fact that it's, like, a latex mask makes it even scary. So much scarier than if you sat down and did that in CGI. Yep. Yep. It will never be creepier than that. The only thing that's going to make you scream yeah. in this moment when you know your life depends on keeping your fucking mouth shut. And, I mean, Catherine loses it. What are you going to do? Like, yeah. how can you not? And yeah, Nancy gets separated. They get separated. Nancy, like, dunks away because she realizes what's happening. Yeah. She goes off on her own. There's also, um, when they're running, I don't remember at what point this happens, but there is actually a such a sweet moment when Donald Sutherland and the girl. Catherine. They're hiding, and they are trying not to be found, and they're like in a closet or something that's very dark, and their faces get really close to each other, and they actually kiss. And this is the first time they've ever kissed each other. Now, yeah. he has been in love with her forever. Sure. She, I think, has thought of him as a brother. But it's actually like this really tender moment because it's also like completely silent. But it's this moment of desperation, but also realizing like they're the only two people. It's also from here on out, the whole movie is this exercise in futility. Yeah. Because they're going all over the place. They're doing their best to survive. It's impressive they survived as long as they did. It is, really. And these beings are talking to them, trying to communicate with them and convince them that it's better. I hate you. We don't hate you. There's no need for hate now. Or love. I love you, Matthew. There are people that will fight you, David. They'll stop you. In an hour. You won't want them to. You're not gonna, there's not going to be any hate. There's not going to be conflict. There's also not going to be like love. Like these... These yeah, nuanced emotions will just be gone, and you basically function like I don't know, like ants or something. You're just you have all your memories, doing your thing, right? But you don't care. 
the no hate is one thing, but you got to lose love in the process. I know. That's also in Leonard Nimoy. It's throwing out art and shit, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, that's the only real, that's the only real downside. And it makes everyone equal because no one is trying to do anything for their own self-interest. Yeah. This is also where Leonard, because they've kind of caught him for a minute, and Leonard Nimoy explains. We came here from a dying world. We drift through the universe from planet to planet, pushed on by the solar winds. We adapt, and we survive. The function of life is survival. But do they eventually kill the planet? Like, you know what I mean? That's what I wanted to know more about the why of that. Like, if they keep having to move and go new places, is it because they eventually, like, destroy it? I don't know. It seems like this could be... This concept could be an interesting television series. Yeah. So many things happen. They find a greenhouse where they grow it, and Donald Sutherland manages to wreck it. But these things, these pods, they grow anywhere. So it doesn't seem to... And you, you get a shot at the end... Where the the courthouse is where we got married, and and all the trees that line up there are like withered with that shit on it. They got that stuff I didn't all even over. Notice that bit because I was so distracted by what was happening in the foreground. But yeah, and there's a one point where Catherine falls asleep and he's trying to wake her up. But the process seems to be the process of pod growth seems to be so much faster. It's moving faster, yeah. So then Catherine just walks up the pod. Catherine, she's like, "It's oh," and he crumbles in her arms. Which she crumbles in a his really arms. cool little effect that they did. Yeah. And then you had clone Catherine that's there. Yeah, and and the and when that happened was when he had gone to this boat to see if they could maybe sneak off on this boat, and he realizes, oh no, the pods are going everywhere. So at one point we see we see him just hiding. And you hear them talking, Bell, like, he can't stay awake forever. He can't stay awake forever. Yeah. Then it cuts to the next day. And you see Donald going to work. Uh-huh. And you can see he's looking at everyone. Catherine is in the lab, but she's just stone-faced like nothing ever happened, uh-huh. right? They're all snatched. They're all different. And then he starts walking around the courthouse and he's looking around he goes into a room and like cuts out some newspaper clippings which is something he always always did so he's walking around the city and then he hears uh a voice and nancy who's been good at hiding amongst them see Donald Sutherland point and just start shrieking, which to let you know that they actually did, he did fall asleep and he was replaced. And that's the end of the movie. The end bit is played so well because at that moment you'd believe either thing until he opens you, his mouth. Yeah, it's you, done so well. You think he's just trying to fit in. Yes. Yeah, this movie's good. It's so good. Really good. Um, and it's so interesting, the setting and everything. That's kind of why I feel like it's kind of more about like a new agey culty vibe because that kind of stuff and, you know, in that part of the country was yeah. a lot more, you know, things that kind of weird shit kind of gets vetted through in that Bay Area scene, Absolutely. like before it often goes to other places, right? Well, yeah. And that whole idea of like giving up your autonomy, like that's like the first thing. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. and also, uh, sleep deprivation. Yeah, that, so that's, you start talking about all of. I mean, there's so many levels we could go on forever, but we won't. Let's uh, 
review this, or we just did that. Let's rate yeah, it. Let's rate it. You give it one through five. I give it one through five. Combined for best out of ten. Yeah, I for think, Philip Kaufman's pretty fucking great uh, invasion of the body snatchers. I think it's a four point five for me. I'm gonna give it a four point two five. Okay, so that's an eight point seven five. Yeah, that's the top of the A's. This is one of the best. That's high horror a, yeah. films I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. You kind of compared it to The Thing. I think The Thing is closer to near perfect. The Thing is closer to near perfect. When we do The Thing, I'm sure, you know, The Thing is going to be... But yeah, but just another example of a fucking great-ass movie. It's in that realm. You know what? I'm going to match you. uh, 4.5. So we're going to give it a solid 9. Yeah. It's still an A. But but yeah, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh, We're pre-recording a lot of episodes, so we're not going to show our list yet. Right. But uh, but yes, that's a nine point nine for Philip Kaufman's 1978 Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Watch this movie. Yeah, watch this movie. It's got, it's got a cult success to it. It's so good. It's it's very well regarded amongst people who know about it. But yeah, if you've never seen this, check it out. It's uh pretty pretty awesome, and it's and it's got some real like just some of the creepiest shit you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's good shit. I'm actually surprised it took so long for us to watch it. I know. But anyway, that is that. Have a ha- happy Halloween hump fest. There will be more humping tomorrow. So <laughs> stay in it. Check the show notes for links and other places to find us. Like and subscribe if you like what we're doing. It really helps us out and lets us know that you appreciate our hard work. And some of you have reached out and told me that, and I'm very grateful to that i'm sorry i can't get out out to everybody but, yeah but thank you but we guys. appreciate that yeah all and right. death to all traders. Mm-hmm.